Did Don Draper really buy the world a Coke? Did Tony Soprano really die or just order more onion rings? The finales of our favorite shows can make us argue, make us cry, and make us crazy. From Spotify and The Ringer, I'm Andy Greenwald, and this is Stick the Landing, a new podcast where we'll be telling the story of modern TV backwards, one fade out at a time. Find Stick the Landing on Wednesdays on the Prestige TV feed, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Borbeck, and we have made it. We are previewing Super Bowl 58. Woo! We made it. Super uh, Bowl L-V-I-I-I. I hate a, Can we stop a the Roman, Roman numeral? <laughs> it, like, who is this for? It's, it, we don't need just... Tradition, make, mostly. Who make me do math with I think letters? It, I think it's because it, it makes it, like, look like historic and important yeah, Roman gravi- numerals. Gravitas. Dude, I'm so done with the will. numerals. Like, get, o- get over it. Anyway, uh, quick reminder, we're recapping the Super Bowl on Sunday, and then after that, we're going full tilt on the offseason. We're rebranding as the Ringer NFL Draft Show for the spring. Ben Solak's going to join us twice a week. We're talking draft, free agency, trades, obviously talking draft. Uh, DK and uh, Craig and Slucker to help me pronounce Maestro. Maestro. Mm. Maestro. You you are a maestro of mispronouncing. <laughs> I'm a maestro of mispronunciations. Uh, so yeah, all the good stuff, drafts, I can't say words, all that stuff. So subscribe or follow the show so you don't get confused because we changed the name. We only ask you to subscribe or follow this show when we change the name of the show. That's super fair of us. It's super easy. You don't. You literally don't have to do anything. Just hit follow and give us five stars, you know? Love and those five stars. stars. We don't really like pine for stars, but we should. We, let's start yeah. doing it more. Love them the stars. stars. Five stars. Without further ado, we have some of the most incredible emails uh, I think we've had all season. Maybe ever. Oh, nice. But first, Super Bowl time. DK, we're going right into it. Mm. San Francisco 49ers favored by two and a half points over the Kansas City Chiefs for Super Bowl LV33, whatever. In <laughs> Las Vegas. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, DK, we are doing this with the point spread. Who are you taking in the Super Bowl? The Chiefs are getting two and a half points or the 49ers giving two and a half points? I am taking... The Patrick Mahomeses, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> going with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's inevitable, and therefore, that's who I'm betting on. That's like that's the, truly the extent of my analysis. I have read like all the Ringer articles. There's some incredible Ringer articles up right now. Solak, Shield, uh, everybody, and 
like I feel really smart compared to how I was at the beginning of the week in terms of like this matchup. But at the end of the day, it's just literally Patrick Mahomes is on that team. I should write an article and it's just one sentence and it says Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is is, is going to be ten and two straight up as an underdog in his career. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm my favorite bet of the weekend is honestly just Chiefs plus two or some you can find it at two and a half in other places. Um, my only fear is sometimes I like to you know go against the grain, swim upstream and. It, it appears as though everybody in Heifetz, I have a feeling you're going to come at us with a pivot here. I feel like everyone is saying this. Like everyone you listen to is like, oh, you know, the Niners are the better team, but man, I just can't go against Mahomes because everybody was on Baltimore, right? It was always like Baltimore as a team better than Kansas City. They're at home. You know, this is finally the time like when we're going to take the other team, not Patrick Mahomes. It bit everybody in the ass. And now everyone's like, yeah, I mean, the Niners like, you know, from from top to bottom are a better roster, but I'm not going against Patrick Mahomes. Everyone's doing that, which worries me. Craig, I totally agree. So DK, <laughs> I felt the way you felt for nine I'm still days. betting Mahomes. I, I want to make yeah. that clear. Yeah, so go ahead I, and bet against Brady and Belichick. Well, like this, I this felt, is essentially what we're doing now. Well, I watched my own team beat them twice in the Super Bowl. So bad example. Yeah, well, did, but, but did you bet against them? I actually bet on the Patriots because I figured that at least <laughs> if the Giants lost, that would be paid money. But That's, no amount emotional of emotional hedge is a classic move. I support. Yeah. It. But I, I, this is I, I felt the same way that you two did for nine days of like, wow, hmm, Super Bowl. What a tough decision. I'll is take that, Patrick are those Mahomes. The that go through your head. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's like not even remotely. Close it took to nine days for those. Well, no, 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 say like four nine days in a row, starting Monday morning after the championship games. I was like, I'll take Patrick Mahomes and the points. Hmm. <laughs> And I'm like, for like eight, I've been doing this now for you old for eight years. This wow. is by far the easiest Super Bowl decision there's ever been. I'll take Patrick Mahomes in the points, please. Like, it's like, it's always sunny. Like, oh, go get a job that grows on the jobbies. Like, get the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. And also I get a point spread. This is too easy. Like, this is just too easy. Classic overthinking it. No, I couldn't sleep last night. And I'm like, this is <laughs> Well, insane. you notice he said nine days. So if, if there was no week break between the Super Bowl, Hyvitz yeah. would have bet the Chiefs. This I is the problem with, with waiting two weeks. It's like the same thing about you have to wait four months until the draft. By the time the draft comes, you've turned all your takes 180 degrees because you've had too much time to think. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I've thought about this. And I think that here's the real answer. I think that it's, we saw this game before. It's Chiefs 49ers. And we, Mahomes is so good obviously. And everyone will just sleep easier. Like if you pick Mahomes and the Chiefs lose, no one cares. If you pick the Niners and you get it wrong, you feel really stupid. I kind of think it's preventing anyone from actually going out on a limb because like the risk reward of picking either side of the game is so imbalanced of how dumb you'll feel. And then I kind of think that we're losing the forest for the trees of the Niners are so much better than the Chiefs. Like they're they were so, so much, much better. better than the Lions and the Packers, though. Two terrible defenses, and now they're playing one of the best three defenses in the league and the best defense of this playoffs. We can go through it, but I think here's how I feel in a nutshell. Um, and again, it's two and a half points. Like, obviously, the Chiefs could win the game. But the way I look at it is we just saw these teams play, I mean, four years ago, but same coaches, a lot of the same players the last Super Bowl. Brock Purdy is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Chiefs don't have Tyreek Hill. And I kind of think the Niners are going to win the game, and we're going to be like, oh, yeah. 
The Chiefs no, don't have Tyree Kill on. and Brock Purdy's better than Garoppolo. Four years ago, this is ridiculous. We're the Chiefs' defense is like ten times better than it was four years ago. <laughs> I, I feel like comparing the two teams that like played in Week Ten is ridiculous. Like we're talking about four years ago. Like that has absolutely no bearing on this game whatsoever. I'm saying that's like this, the, the, how you'll feel in retrospect. I think that, I guess, fine. Oh, wow. I'm, I thought that you guys would be more into this. It's funny because literally as as you were about to say that, Hyphus, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, so many, so many times the Super Bowl winner is literally just the team that gets hot at the right time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hot or healthy or both. And it t- feels like to me, like the, the 49ers are not playing their best football right now. I mean, they certainly won to get to the Super Bowl, right? Like we can't discount that. I think the, they I have think the 49ers are the a great team. They are a great team. No doubt about it. But yeah, like as Craig said, like they were not impressive in either of their wins. So I don't know. That's all fair. And again, I have been thinking I'm going to take the Chiefs for nine days. Here is the the reason I'm I'm switching and it feels right to me. Because <laughs> we're Chiefs, saying it's the other thing. I don't think the Chiefs will be able to run the ball. I don't really think the Chiefs can catch the ball outside of two players. And the Chiefs cannot stop the run. Like you know, like the night, like the Ravens just had six design carries to their running backs. That is the fewest in like the history of the Baltimore Ravens. In 400 games, the Ravens have played in the 21st century. They give six carries to running back. The Niners have Christian McCaffrey. And I, for various reasons, I just think the Niners are going to be able to run. They're, I think that they're going to be able to own the clock. And I, all, we could go into all this and break it down. But at the core of it, I just think that very for various reasons, the Chiefs have kind of been running pure. And yes, it's a Patriots-esque way, but I think we're kind of being distracted that like, oh, history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. And we're so into, oh, we had this whole Brady thing. Now it's the Mahomes thing. I'm like, eh, I'm basically like, you know what? It's still a team sport. We're kind of obsessed with the Mahomesism, but I'm like, it's a team sport. And I'm actually, I'm just kind of betting on the team. I don't even think, it's funny because I don't even think you're wrong. Like the 49ers are undoubtedly a really freaking good team. Yeah, they were you know like the I mean? best team I've ever seen in my life this season for stretches. <laughs> like, it's... I, I don't know why I'm pushing back so hard because you're absolutely The Chiefs right. had two drives. Well, honestly, oh, my God. Wait, we're on uh, we're in this uh, video app we use and I put the two number two up in my fingers and it has balloons. Somebody just tweeted at us, Heifetz, like right before we signed on that the new app... Apple's are releasing a new API that lets video calling apps turn off the hand gesture reaction. Thank They God. had to create a thing. What, it's like the U2 album? They didn't... They had to create a thing to get it off your phone? They were like, yeah, no, everyone's going to want balloons if I put up a peace sign. Ivitz, why don't you think thing? the Chiefs are going to be able to run the ball? I mean, the, the, the Lions ran for 200 yards against the Niners. Aaron Jones ran for over 100 yards, six yards of carry against them. I think the Chiefs are going to be focused on running the ball and being very balanced and, and using a little bit of play action to try to go after the crappy corners. The Niners do not have good secondary. They have bad corners, but they've also been pretty vulnerable to the run. It's like, I, I think Pacheco's going to get 20 plus carries in this game and run, run well. But one, you did the cousin Sal Pacheco. It's Pacheco. Pacheco. But yeah. Pacheco. 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 Interesting. Anyway. I'll have to unpack why I did that later. I don't, I'm not sure <laughs> yeah, why I okay. did that. So to your, one, <laughs> to your point, one, so Joe Tooney, the left guard for the Chiefs, is not going to play. I will just want to point out, it was like three years ago the Chiefs got the shit kicked out of them by the Bucs because they had injured linemen in the lineup. So that's number one. Two, um, Cody Alexander. Shout out Cody Alexander, who uh, is an excellent He's, he's a football coach. He's like this brilliant scheme guy. And he has an excellent sub stack called, uh, called match quarters. And I'm just totally stealing this take that Cody Alexander had. But Cody was pointing out to me that the offense that's most similar, if there is one to the Chiefs, is actually probably the Jaguars because Doug Peterson worked for Andy Reid. The Niners in that game 
came out and they played five defensive linemen on, on the, they played five linemen on the, on the, um, or they had five guys in the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and they just rushed five guys to go oh, one on one with each. This is a hot dog thing again, isn't it? No, no, no. They just, <laughs> no, no, no. It's honestly, it's DK and I started on the Mike Wait, Lombardi so, thing. How many buns were there and how many hot dogs? Six buns. Well, they, it's, uh, it's no, eight, eight buns, buns to the no, ten, ten dogs. Oh, oh God. No, it's simpler than that. It's one to one. The point is, Lombardi, this is an old Mike Lombardiism. If it's a bad offensive line, don't rush four, you rush five, so that everyone's one-on-one has to fend for themselves. The Niners' defensive line is better than the Chiefs' offensive line. The Chiefs, like, don't have a great offensive line. And so you have the ta- – Jawan Taylor had the most flat, uh, most pe- penalties – I said that right – most penalties on Jawan Taylor yeah. for a player in a single season in eight years. However, he's been pretty good in the playoffs, and they haven't called many on him. I think the refs gave up. <laughs> well, yeah, Nick Bosa <laughs> agrees. Nick Bosa's out here being like, yeah, they hold a lot. They must have heard me complaining. Yeah, exactly. I think that there's a chance that the Niners come in with the first quarter changeup because the Niners are actually kind of the most defense is like the predictable unit. I think the Niners actually come in and fuck with Andy Reid's opening script. Because remember the Ravens game, the Chiefs came in, had two incredible drives. Andy Reid's first like 20 plays. The Chiefs didn't do anything after that. They got one field goal after those first two drives. They couldn't move the ball. Like the opening script for Kansas City is like carrying them a lot this season. I kind of think if the Niners come in, and kind of like dominate up front in this kind of unexpected way. And they kind of like have like this one-on-one matchup and they kind of can control the first quarter and they can take the lead. The whole game script will fall to the Niners because they'll be able to run the ball. The Chiefs left to press. And I think if they run the ball, what happened in 2019, what happened? The Niners were going to win the game and the defensive line ran out of gas. Like they just ran out of stamina. I think that everything lines up. Like if I'm Shanahan, you run the ball, you control the clock, you make sure Bose and all your linemen are um, have stamina for the fourth quarter, and you just make and you make Valdez Scantling and guys have to do stuff. Did I hear one mention of Mahomes in that whole thing? They have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, <laughs> and Patrick. Well, that's kind of my point, though. Is Patrick Mahomes is amazing. Patrick, why did the why did the Chiefs win last week? Because they had two good drives and Mahomes didn't turn the ball over. Like what the Ravens did to Mahomes was they basically just made Mahomes flush out to his left, and then made sure that he would have to throw right. Because they were like, Mahomes is going to have to throw across the field, across his body to make a play. And Mahomes was like, I'm not going to do that. If we don't turn the ball over, we're going to win. That He kind of was like the world's greatest game manager after the first two drives. Yeah, but they, I mean, that's like what a, how a lot of teams play in the playoffs. Like you get a lead yeah. and you just like play. I safe. also think you're not giving enough credit. You're like, why did the Chiefs win? Because Mahomes had two drives. No, the Chiefs won because they allowed 10 points to the MVP, Lamar Jackson, a team that was murdering people the entire season beating people by 30 points, dropping 30 a game. And the Chiefs held them to 10 points. The Chiefs have let up 10 points in the second half all season. I think that the, the defensively, the nine or the, the Chiefs are going to give the Niners the most trouble they've seen all, all playoffs. I mean, again, the Packers secondary is not good. The Detroit secondary is terrible. I, I can't, the stat of like, they allowed five straight games of 300 plus passing yards and, and two touchdowns. The Packers so, fired their defensive coordinator. You know, you know, Craig, a wise a wise man once said to me, you can't see rain on the broadcast. What's up with that? Oh, you're cu- rain. You're saying rain is the issue. Jordan yeah, Depot fine. got hurt on the first play and like it was raining a lot. Yeah, it's like all the, I, I know it's an excuse, but like all the Niners losses this year, it's like the loss of the Browns. Purdy got concussed. Debo and Trent Williams got hurt. I think the loss of the Vikings like Purdy was concussed in that game and played. What about when they have. got boat raced by the Ravens? Yeah, that was whack. But like, okay. they turned them all over. Like, yeah, that was they should have done that. <laughs> and then that. the Chiefs just beat the Ravens in Baltimore. I think that Ravens game was in San Francisco when they lost, I think. No, but I think that, so to your point though, I think it's like really simple. And it's Mina Kimes said this earlier this week. 
The Niners are first in yards per carry on zone runs. The Chiefs defense is 31st in yards per carry allowed in zone runs. I kind of think the Niners' line is just better. Like, the Chiefs have Chris Jones. He's awesome. Our buddy, Nate Tice, pointed out, Chris Jones didn't really play run defense this season. Yeah, he's kind of depending on flipping the switch till the fourth quarter. But, like, the rest of the Chiefs' line... I, I just think that the Niners just matches up really well. And frankly, I think a lot of the game does come down to, for all the talk about Mahomes. I kind of think the game actually comes down to Brock Purdy and I'm kind of in. I will say, I do think that one, one aspect of the, the NFC championship game that I felt like that the, the Niners unlocked was Brock Purdy running. It felt like inspector gadget, like discovered a new gadget. He, he was so <laughs> Purdy learned to putt. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> he was so shifty and, and, and kind of just versatile back there. And I think he ran yeah. for almost 50 yards. I think the line on this game for Purdy rushing is like 12 and a half. I would definitely take the over on that. Um, but I, I do think they found something with, with his like mobility in this game. So I, I don't disagree with you that like a lot of this falls on Purdy, but I, I think the, the, the chiefs are going to try to stop McCaffrey and allow, cause the chiefs defense, by the way, they haven't allowed like a 90 yard rusher in a long time. And I think, uh, the line on McCaffrey rushing, I think, is right around 91 and 91 yeah. and a half, I think. Well, it's because the Ravens ran six times. They, they, they Dalvin Cook on the roster. Well, and they were behind. I don't know. I feel like this game, much like uh, the, the Ravens-Chiefs game, I feel like it's really going to come down to like the first quarter. Like, who, who gets a lead? It just right. feels like once you get a lead, things get... Like, the game plan switches quickly uh, if, if you get a lead. If Shanahan is down 10 quick, I feel like, is he going to stick to the run game or is he going to just lean on Purdy? Yeah, everybody... So, that was like... Craig, that was exactly what I was thinking during the aftermath of that Ravens-Chiefs game. It's like everyone was talking about how the Ravens didn't run the ball, which is a- it, absolutely correct. Like, they probably should have kept with the run longer. But it was like, they haven't had this few of runs in, like, X amount of games. Like, But they hadn't been losing by 10 points in, like, 30 games either. Like, this was, like, a really wild game script for them. It was, like, totally out of the norm for them. Um, so I agree totally. Like, the first first couple punches that these teams these teams throw are going to be like really influential for this game. It's going to be very, very fascinating to see how I, yeah. opening It is worth go. noting that the Raven, like Zay Flowers fumbled with two hands on the ball, like three inches from the end zone. And like, it, well, McCall Hardman fumbled too. So yeah, I, know. I mean, I'm just, that's kind of my things point is like Mahomes is inevitable. I'm like, all right, well plays where these guys weren't involved or on the field kind of also shift our perception sometimes. That's all I'm saying. So I, I, I mean, think that look, look, the narrative, I think, on Mahomes do you guys ever, do you ever just like sit back and think it's stupid that we're even like arguing about the two best teams in the NFL this year? <laughs> like, Who's going to win? Oh, the really good team or the really good team? Like, like defiantly <laughs> arguing why one team is definitely going to lose when they're clearly no, the two I'm best teams. I'm not team. saying that. I'm not saying I'm it's s- you, Heifetz. I'm just saying it like I'm, it's I'm all like, taking a step back and being like, we're talking about two ridiculously good teams here. Like, yeah. it's funny yeah. that we're arguing about this. Like, oh, Big, I think the real, I actually think the really good team's going to win this one. Is that, no, that's, no, I, I don't think so at all. I think the that, other really good team's going to win. Basically, my entire argument is everyone's like, dude, that guy, Patrick, is so good. They're going to win. And I'm like, well, what if the other team won? So, Heifetz, you would rather bet San Francisco minus two than Kansas City plus two? No, I'm saying deep in my soul, I want to take the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes in the points. And part of me is like, it just feels wrong. It, this is too easy. Like, I'm, I'm honestly, what I'm saying is like, this is the easiest decision of my, and everything in my boat is a Costanza. Okay. If, if right. anything, if anything was like going perfectly well for Heifetz in his life, he'd be like, I'm getting kind of itchy. No, I'm getting kind of itchy. I'm picking the Costanza. <laughs> the Costanza is to, I don't want Patrick Mahomes or the points. And I'm, you're going to Costanza the Super Bowl with I'm Patrick Mahomes? I'm Costanzaing the Super Bowl. 
Okay, I'm but, like, okay. I, okay. But let, let's say, let's say somebody comes to you and, and goes, it holds, holds a gun to your head and is like, you need to put $10,000 of your own money on the Niners minus two or the Chiefs plus two. What are you doing? Niners. Niners minus two. You're betting the spread. If you had to bet. I'm, I, I, I am. You know what? Maybe, all right. Maybe it's going to die. Maybe I should take Patrick Mahomes. But <laughs> no, but, <laughs> he's going to die. No, but your I think the way look at it. The night, is this I, like, are you in, a, you're in an airplane and it's starting to crash? Should I start praying maybe? Like, this yeah. might be a good time to start praying. I just, the Chiefs run defense sucks. And I think that's like, like the Niners run defense is incredible. And I think that like, I just look at this and I'm like, again, I'm probably just the idiot in the middle the of the Niners got curve. torched by Detroit and Green Bay on the ground. Yeah, but the, the, the Chiefs are just different. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. They're, they're not, the, Detroit has like a very, you know, interesting and, and like there's a lot of talent in the in the backfield for Detroit. They have like, you know, Montgomery and Gibbs and Jameson Williams had the reverse. Oh my gosh, that, yeah, that play was awesome. To the Chiefs defense thing, I, I think that's where, um, people have pointed this out. Solak had a good column with Shanahan but the, and the 49ers, but basically the 49ers this year, uh, this uh, their offense. It's like the Tuco from Breaking Bad. It's like tight, 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 tight. Like literally, like along the line of scrimmage. The Niners are the first team in the database for next gen stats. The Niners are the first team that averaged. They're under twenty yards apart. Like all, they're all the players on the Niners are within twenty yards of each other. It's like tight. And so the right. defensive or the offensive, the offensive players in the Niners. Got it. Tuco, within Tuco, 20 yards tight, of each tight other. splits. Tuco tight, Salamanca tight. was saying tight because he was doing hits of meth and was <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that's why he was saying tight, tight, tight. I, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's the cool formational football, right? It's, it's like, like Kyle, <laughs> Kyle after practice. Tight, 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 tight. Uh, by the way, did you guys think Kyle was uh, Kyle Shanahan was drunk at the media day? I, I was oh. that. I would never have thought that. First of all, I, I don't know. I thought you guys are kind of weird to think he was drunk. Well, my friend sent it to me saying like, love that my coach is drunk right now. And then I watched it with that already in my head right. and anchored. And I was like, oh, maybe he is slurring a little bit. But then after watching it a couple times, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of don't think so. It was all over Twitter. People thought he was drunk. Well, I, it's almost like Twitter. People say crazy shit. But the first four, Weird. the first time I watched it, I was like, when was the last time Kyle Shannon got four hours of sleep in a row? Like 20 years ago? Oh, like yeah. I. But my second thought was, you're in such a bubble world. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he did a couple shots. He's nervous. I don't know. Pork and <laughs> dose. I don't know. Probably not. But wait, so the tight formation thing. Speaking of tight formations. Yeah, tight, tight, tight. <laughs> tight. No, I, I just, the Chiefs are going to blitz. They're going to do that crazy Madden play where you blitz both quarterbacks. And I think that, they're, like, I do oh, actually yeah. think the game will, if it comes down to a thing for all we talk about Mahomes, that crazy Brock Purdy play with the Lions where, you know, when Mahomes or Lamar does do it, we're like, oh my God, gorgeous, awesome. And Purdy does it. We're like, you lucky fuck. But like, I honestly think it's going to come down to Brock Purdy is going to get double blitzed on quarterbacks and he's just going to make the play or not. And I kind of think that's going to happen two Don't or three times. And whatever he does, like the game will probably hinge on just that. I do feel like this is going to be like kind of like an all-time game. I, I, I do think this is going to be close and really fun. I like it. I uh, I watched a bunch of Devo Samuel yesterday for a uh, for an article I was doing on him and came away pretty impressed with Purdy. Like obviously <laughs> he's been really good all year, but yeah. like watching just going back and like watching it all in a row, I was just like, man, he's making some freaking throws out there. Um, so we, you know, I I feel like I didn't give Purdy enough credit during the season. Now's the time to say like he's making some throws out there. Like he he was making throws where he's just getting lit up, you know, staring down the gun barrel, still getting the throws off. Pretty impressive. Do you think he's nervous? Like, if we want to talk about sphincter scale here, which is like the Richter scale, but for football. 
Yeah. Um, nervous poops, you know, nervous, nervous shits, you know, sphincter skill. Which is ironic because you'd think that when your sphincter tightens, you wouldn't go to the bathroom, but they kind of both happen at the same mm. time. Um, <laughs> well, it's like, I, I, I would cl clearly the Niners are more nervous in this game, right? Like, is this like the lowest Super Bowl sphincter skill ever for a team in the Super Bowl? We're talking about the Chiefs. Like, what? What do they have on the line? Like, I guess it's like inching closer to Brady's legacy and this would be really cool for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, but like they weren't mm -hmm. supposed to be here. And the Niners, meanwhile, it's like, God, this finger scale for Kyle Shanahan's at like eight. When was the last 49ers Super Bowl? The quest for the quest for six is going on like 30 years or something like that. And if he, and if Shanahan loses and like whatever, uh, Purdy throws a couple picks and the game is kind of messy and they lose by 10 or something. I mean, the, the Shanahan rhetoric is of the guy can't close is going to be off the charts. I, I think you're, Craig, you're onto something. I, I do think it's one of the biggest pressure gaps in, I mean, I, I don't want to go to any championship because there's a lot of different sports, but in football, I, it's, I'm, I'm trying to go back and think you're right. Like the last time there was such a wide gap. Probably have to go back to the third Patriots Super Bowl all the way back like 20 years ago. It's funny. That's crazy to think it was 20 years ago. Wow. Moose and Muhammad Panthers. Remember that? That was wild. But yeah. the, no one will think less of the Chiefs. And then you're right. It's like Shanahan. I mean, I, I, I think it's underrated how much it takes out of you for teams to get close and, and, and not make it. Like the Durant, Kevin Durant, like left the Thunder when they almost beat the Warriors in the semis. And then he left. And then you think the, the Legion of Boom, Seahawks were destroyed by that the pick by Malcolm Butler. Oh, yeah. The Falcons were destroyed by the 28-3 comeback. Obviously, like it's hard to go back anyway, but there is like a blade. Eagles just happened. Like part of the Super Bowl hangover is actually people don't know how to vent that their lifelong goal was like frushed, like killed by your coworkers. And like the, and like the Niners held on after running out of quarterbacks last year and getting this close. I, I think there is an emotional toll that could just happen to the 49ers. I agree with you. I it's that like on paper, this looks like the Niners should win this game and their, and their roster is better and they're probably a better overall team. But to me, based on the vibes, it looks like the Niners have been playing a little scared the entire playoffs. They've been, they've been playing a little nervous. Like that's they've fair. Been, They've been touchdown favorites in every single game and they are squeaking these out. Meanwhile, the Chiefs are underdogs on the road and they're just going out there and winning these games. Like playing loose. The Chiefs, Chiefs are playing loose and the, the Niners are playing, oh, oh fuck, we can't lose. And they got really lucky with that Detroit game with a couple fumbles, a couple drops, and they probably don't win that game. And I know you could say that for a couple Chiefs moments, but to me, it's like the Niners were, were touchdown favorites in all these games and the Chiefs were not. And the fact that they were the Niners are squeaking these out. I'm just a little bit nervous. That's why I think if I'm the Chiefs, if I win the coin toss, like I'm getting the ball just like they did. I know uh, Baltimore took the ball and they went three and out, but like the Chiefs just marching down and scoring should be the number one priority for this team because I, I would want to punch the Niners in the mouth early on and not let them get comfortable with the lead. I want to keep their those sphincters tight. Tight, tight, the, tight. Tight, tight, tight. To your point, the Niners have been favored every, any game, every game this season. I think they're like the 10th team to ever be favored in every game. To your point, I will say, the, I think part of the reason my antenna's up on the Chiefs is it's like, why are they underdogs if we feel this? But to your point, all the numbers, all the math, most of anything that can be quantified suggests the Niners will win. And everything, and that's like what goes into a betting line in a, you know, to set the initial mark, right? On, is it really everything though? I mean, why is this line so close then? If it's like everything well, is pointing Niners, why is it a two point spread? Well, it's a, well, Mahomes, they're going to do it more, give you more than a field goal from Mahomes. But to your point. <laughs> so even Vegas is like, yeah, look, we know, we know the numbers are saying Yeah, that's it, how but. it works. But no, but I'm saying to your point, 
the vibes, the Mahomes, like, like in a way, it's because like, I'm just like, this is too easy. Why do you get Patrick Mahomes and the points? But to your point, it's not just him. It's like they are looser. Like there's no pressure on them. And like everything you, you watch on your eye test, DK, you're the vibes king. The Chiefs yeah. do have a tremendous vibes advantage in addition to the Mahomes advantage. It's also it's um, if you look at it in a vacuum. So like if, if you are an alien that came down and you're just looking at the numbers, right? You didn't have any other context outside of the season. It's like Brock Purdy is the greatest quarterback in the in the NFL by far. Like he's first in everything. Like yeah, if you look every at stats, fucking yeah. stat, he's number one. Like not really, but basically. Yeah. And and yet, like the other side has Patrick Mahomes. And Heifetz, I've talked to you about this before. Like, you know, the the Alexander the Great thing, like the mythos yes. or whatever, like the just sort of the way that his soldiers felt about him was like part of the reason that they were so great. Like they were unbeatable in battle. It's just because they thought he was like unkillable. Like that's, that's Mahomes. Th that's Mahomes. Like Brock pretty ha does not have that. I'm sorry. He's definitely got the confidence of his, of his teammates, but if they're like down two touchdowns in a super bowl to Patrick yeah. Mahomes, you, you think they're looking around and be like, Oh yeah, pretty's going to bring us back for sure. I, I would, I would add on to that DK and say that what's cool about Mahomes this year is it feels like he's like post statistics. Like, yeah, he's like, I've done the 5,500 yards. I've done the 50 touchdowns thing. Like I just want to win now. Like Mahomes this year has been much more like measured. He's like throwing for like 230 yards a game, one touchdown, a couple good scrambles, not taking sacks, not throwing picks, being really smart. It feels like he has like self-actualized as a leader more this year. And he's now much more comfortable in his skin. And he's like, yeah, I can like go outside the pocket and do like the crazy sidearm deep ball stuff. I can do all that still. But I also now can just like drop back, read the defense, throw an eight yard out and like be comfortable with that and win the game any way I want now. All right, shut. I, I, maybe I should just take the Chiefs and Mahomes. No, 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 no. Don't back. Take down. the Niners. No, take don't tell Niners. anyone I did that. I mean, I mean, it was just, it was kind of. <laughs> you like should take the Niners because we need something to talk about after the game. I, we I need was gonna one say, person to be mad. What are you guys going to say when they do the pregame show and they're like eleven for eleven people pick the Chiefs? See that? Oh, it's shit. a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> then you're like, oh shit! Right, one of these teams cannot like stop the run or catch the ball. If, if we're being honest, though, in reality, none of that shit matters. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't? No. It's not going to affect the game whatsoever. You're telling me what, what the CBS crew picks does not affect the outcome of the game? No, I think he's saying stopping the run doesn't matter. <laughs> but the CBS picks do, which I kind no, no, of forget no. what you're saying. Uh, I was definitely saying what Craig was saying. Um, oh. To pick the, the, the fact that 11 people on CBS or whatever pick the, pick the Chiefs that makes, has no bearing on anything in the world. But I, I, I'm just saying, like, what, like, I guess it's this simple. And I know that these games were four years ago, but also, like, we're humans and they, a lot of the players are the same and it's relevant to a degree. What if this game's just a little bit closer to the Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl than the last Chiefs Niners Super Bowl? I, I think that's fair. Huge disadvantage on the, uh, on the trenches and Mahomes is like kind of running for his life the whole time. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe the Niners line needs to step up because I feel like I haven't seen, I feel like their name brand has outweighed their actual performance the last few weeks. Like you know, the Chase Young play we talked about the other day. I, I just feel like I haven't quite seen it. I don't feel like Jared Goff was like under terrible duress last week or two weeks ago. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, it's like, the whole like to round this whole conversation out like this is a great game this is awesome because like both teams are really good like the 49ers i've been calling them like a juggernaut the whole season a buzzsaw and obviously the chiefs are getting hot at the right time they have Mahomes. they have this like aura of invincibility this aura of inevitability 
So yeah, it's gonna be fucking. Dave Kadarius to Tony. Game, so I'm super excited. Dave Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Heifetz. If you could pick either coaching staff to have in this game, like who do you think has the advantage from a coaching perspective going into this game? This is the other thing I was thinking about with the vibes is the Chiefs because Kyle Shanahan is to a degree who Andy Reid was with the Eagles because Andy Reid was smart enough, young enough to bit like Andy Reid was people don't talk about this. Andy Reid was a quarterbacks coach at the Packers when he got hired to be the head coach of the Eagles. And then he like three years later is bringing them to four consecutive NFC championship games, a Super Bowl, never won anything. And that was the whole thing with Andy Reid. Can't win. Can't manage the clock because he's calling plays. Can't call timeouts because he's calling plays. Bill Bill made fun of him all the time. But that, and including conservative. When Andy Reid like lost that Eagles thing and was reincarnated with the Chiefs and then he got like the Alex Smith thing. When he got to the Mahomes thing and he got like this last, you know, once you lose that, you don't think you're going to get it back and he gets Mahomes. He started being aggressive on fourth down. But the mentality was, we're not going to like, Fourth and one, like the mentality for Reed is it's like someone who's like lived a lot of life and experience. And it's like, we're going to go take this. What is dead may never die. What is dead may never die. (laughs) Shanahan still does have the conservatism on fourth down. He's he's afraid of death. um, Yes. I'm not talking about um, math. I'm really not talking about math. I'm talking about Kyle Shanahan still coaches with a little fear and fear of things being outside of his control. That's his own word. He was talking about Brock Purdy this week and him having to learn to like, you can't control everything. He said that to Peter King. I think fundamentally Shanahan coaches with more fear than Andy Reid because he's like 20, 25 years uh, younger. And I think that's that interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. It's funny. It is funny because I have the same, I have the same sort of impression, but it is funny to think about because like, you know, six or seven years ago, we were talking about Andy Reid as like the classic like playoff choke artist, you know what I mean? Well, like, now. And you, now he's totally changed that that narrative, which is great. But here's a good example. The Niners Packers game before halftime, the Niners don't really do a drive and it's raining, but they don't go a drive and they go into halftime and they don't even try to get a field with like a minute left. Yeah. More. It's like a minute 20. Yeah. Yep. Same championship round. Chiefs Ravens last drive. Chiefs get a pet flag. They kind of go for it. They get a field goal. That field goal ultimately ended up being essential because the game really played out differently because it was a two score game instead of a one score game. And so that's just kind of like a small, like I, I just, Andy Reid's not as afraid of stuff. So maybe, yeah. So maybe I'm psyching myself out here. I think that just, I keep coming back to like, why are we getting points with Patrick Mahomes? He's the greatest player we've ever seen in our life. Why are we getting a field goal? Just like, what am I like? And this is the op. I feel like it came out. I'm not trying to hot take. It. I'm like, we're missing something. Aren't we? We have to be missing something. This is, this is not how it works. They keep building casinos. But it's the same, but wasn't this the exact same argument for the Baltimore KC game? And I guess you're saying, what, it can't happen twice in a row? It's unlikely that would happen twice in a row? I think that the difference is that in that one, the Ravens kind of got played on offense. Steve Spagnolo totally outskeeved Tom Mockin. And again, I, to oversimplify it, basically, I again, shout out to Cody Alexander with his, his great subsect match quarters. But he, like, Spagnolo kind of, kind of knew that the Ravens had gotten away from their run first mentality. And that they kind of wanted to throw. It's not quite the same thing, but kind of like how Belichick beat the Rams all the way to that first mm-hmm. Patriots Super Bowl. Because he was like, the Rams want to pass with a little ego. They didn't really build themselves to run. And even when it's like second and five, like they're going to want to throw, even if we like let them. And I think that Spagnuolo kind of dared them to do stuff and they kind of took the bait. And then the, the game script perfectly fell in the trap. It was a perfect storm. This I, I think it's a, sometimes it's overcorrections. The Niners defense was lollygagging last week. 
it gives me the ick, but I'm kind of like, they probably won't do that in the Super Bowl after they have to watch <laughs> hear themselves being embarrassed. Same thing where I'm like, Kyle Shannon just watched the Ravens lose because they had the fewest running back carries in the history of the Ravens. And I think Shannon's going to watch that and be like, eyes on the prize. We don't lose like the Ravens did. We feed Christian McCaffrey. And then if you control the clock, we're going to have a rested pass rush. And it won't be like 2019 when Patrick Holmes came back for two touchdowns. Bosa, I think, said this on media day. We like, I think he said we ran out of gas. Stamina on the defensive line is crucial for the Niners. And I'm just like, if to your point about the first quarter, if the Niners get a lead in the ball control, you need Mahomes to do crazy stuff. And I'm kind of like, okay, after Kelsey, who do you really trust? It's now Rishi Rice versus the Niners. And I'm like, all right, now we're like, it's not, I don't know. We're, we're depending. If we're, de- we're counting on Mahomes being perfect. Like we're depending on perfection, which doesn't always happen. Like even Brady kind of sucked in a couple of Super Bowls. I don't know if we are depending on perfection though. Like again, bec- the defense has been so good that like Mahomes had 17 points against the Ravens. That's not perfection. It's- he just game managed. Yeah, I keep coming back to this. It's like, I think the team that's going to win is, is the biggest cliche in the world, but I actually do think in this game... Team that true. wants it more. No, it's the team that doesn't have any bad turnovers. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Fair. The If the 49ers go out and like, turn the ball over once or twice, like they could lose. That's it. Honestly, DK, I we probably should have brought that up half an hour ago. And honestly, you know what this <laughs> game is? You're right. I agree with you. This game is about Brock Purdy versus Kadarius Tony, Mikkel Hardman, and Valdez Scantling. Three Stooges. And all... They're all going to com- combine. <laughs> Each side will have three uh, things that should be a turnover. And which of those three things actually becomes a turnover will decide the game. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. You know, lost in all of this, we've been talking about who we think is going to win for almost 40 minutes now. Who do you want to win? I mean, I'm a Seahawks fan. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you want Kansas City? (laughs) I think that everyone has no idea what to do if Brock Purdy wins the game, and it'll be really funny. You want the chaos of Brock Purdy hoisting the the Lombardi trophy? Brock Purdy MVP? Man. No, we've talked about this though, Craig, where it's like people say they work for the underdog, but in reality, we all want to see dynasties and say we witness great. We, everyone yeah. wants to see their own Michael totally. Jordan. So people kind of want that. It's like it, we know that in individual sports, but we kind of also feel that way in team sports. I want the Niners to win. I'm going to bet the Chiefs because I think they will win, but I want the Niners to Craig, win. Craig, you're from the Bay Area. <laughs> I just think it'd be sick. I think it'd be sick if Purdy won. God. I want Shanahan to get it. The Niners have been good for like five years now. I think they deserve it. The team is great. I think McCaffrey deserves it. Um, I think it'd be cool if they won. And like, yeah. screw Taylor Swift, you know? <laughs> Dude, I was going to say, that you bet this the sphincter scale, the only guy in the... Ch- Kelsey handles the pressure well, but 
the only player on the Chiefs that actually has anything at stake is that if Kelsey wins this game, Kelsey's on the verge of like actual global celebrity superstardom, like actual A-list global celebrity. This doesn't matter. If they lose by two, you're telling me he's no longer a global superstar? Who cares? If he catches the game-winning touchdown, he'll be a little more famous than when Cooper Cup caught a game-winning touchdown. Yeah. I don't think it affects his celebrity at all, what happens in this game. Really? He's already Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Like what... you think anyone's going to care if he had like eight catches for 112 yards? Like, what does that matter? Do you think he, do you think the proposing <laughs> on the field thing's real at all? Do you think he would do that if he won? You know, I'm always, I continue to think that it, it's, it's just a bizarre relationship and that I, I, I don't understand why Taylor Swift would want to date somebody that's so media facing and like so public about their relationship. So uh, history would suggest no way would this ever happen. But like in this new, I don't know, world we're in, I guess, with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Fuck it, man. Maybe they would. Maybe they would do it. I kind of, I kind of think they might. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the video where he was like, uh, "I'm gonna go celebrate with the boys, but love you." And then she's like, "I've never been more proud of anyone in my life." And did you see this video? It was like, no, they caught it on on mic'd up or whatever. They're like deeply in love. Is my point? Maybe. So like, I would not be surprised if he's if he proposes. Swept up uh, in the moment, you know. That's my expertise on Taylor Swift. I, I saw one clip online. <laughs> What's the over-under on Taylor Swift shots during the game? Because they used to have that for Giselle back in the day. But, like, this is the biggest, like, easily the biggest celeb thing of all I, time. I think what? I saw it was, like, six and a half or something. Because I, I think that it's fair to say, I would say, what's the ratio? How much Jason think? Kelsey are we getting? Is he going to be wearing a shirt? No, he no, he's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> Shirt's off in the second quarter. I think Taylor gets shown two out of every three catches and 100% of Kelsey touchdowns. Like sometimes yeah. multiple times per touchdown, mm-hmm. two every three or four catches. So really we should do, we should combine like Kelsey six and a half catches with like the, oh, you should That's take the good. over both. I will say, I don't know if the Swifties will be upset with me about this, but. Whoa. I, don't, don't preface something like that. You're, you're definitely Craig, getting is, in trouble now. This is a decision that affects all of us. Are you just going to get us canceled? This is cancel <laughs> cancel corner here. Um, <laughs> cancel corner. Taking our Look, careers in your hands. What are you say? <laughs> I, I'd like to preface what I'm not. Even, I'm not even saying anything that bad. All I'm saying is, is she flying a little too close to the sun? I think Taylor Swift is awesome. I went to her concert. I love her music. I think she's great and incredibly talented. It's really savvy business person. All that stuff. But like, I feel like the last two weeks, I, I've started to be like. Uh, am I, am I, is this a little too much? I'm finally reaching saturation <laughs> where I'm like the Grammys thing. It's like, okay. She announces the new album while she's accepting her speech. I don't know. I'm just like the Super Bowl. Is it all finally coming to a head? <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift is going to cause the civil war. Let's be honest. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is like there, there's already like, I mean, battle lines are being drawn around Taylor Swift and showing her on football. <laughs> like, who gives a fuck? I would like to disavow myself from Craig Horlbeck. I've never agreed with Craig. I barely know Craig. And um, for everyone listening, I don't agree <laughs> with anything he's saying. And don't I, aggregate I, this, aggregators. DK, you have a child. You should also disavow. Hey, I haven't said much because I, I don't have a strong opinion on any of this stuff. I think it's stupid. I think it's I think it's really stupid that people are upset that Taylor Swift is like on TV. Oh, I don't I don't care about that, to be honest. <laughs> I don't care if they cut to her on during games. I'm like, sure. She's, also, she's I actually think famous. it'd be weird if they didn't. I agree. But look, I think both things can be true that she's like incredibly smart, talented, amazing, important. I love her music, all this stuff. And also like, it's kind of a lot right now. Speaking of Kelsey, I just want to re-up. I, I talked about this in the Prop It show. I want to just give this out again. Uh, this th- Here's a bet that's going to lose. That'll be really fun 
to have all day and you're going to tell yourself it's going to win and it'll be worth the money you pay to lose the bet. Kelsey over 72 yards, but under seven catches, which is what he did in the Super Bowl last year. Patrick parlay. So it's two legs. Patrick Mahomes under two passing touchdowns, but Mahomes over 262 passing yards. So it's it's overs and unders combined. So you're trying to thread the needle. All that with Isaiah Pacheco anytime touchdown. So it's just Kelsey doing what he did last year's Super Bowl. Mahomes getting 260 yards, but not two touchdowns. And Pacheco scores. That is 100 to 1. 100 to 1. It's actually more than that. So you put $10 down, you win $1,100. Uh, I And then if you if you go ahead and think Chiefs too, if you add the Chiefs, it is 200 to 1. So you could put $10, win, $10 down, win $2,000. And I would like to throw that out. And even if you lose, it'll be Just really the same fun. one you threw out the other day. Yes. And I'm, okay. I'm re-upping it because okay. I even if you make it to halftime and it's in play, what a thrilling few hours for you to I'll throw some money on two that. grand. <laughs> Kai, you, you said, Kai, you said you've never made a bet in your life, but you were thinking about this one until now. This is his gateway. Producer joke. Kai. If I could bet, right, because I'm <laughs> in the great state of California. Right. And that is not legal here. So if I could make my first bet, Right. I definitely would do this and put $30 <laughs> to win 3000 So Right, right. I know very little about bets, prop bets, over-unders, spreads. But this one just hit. When I heard you say it, Ifits, I was like, I don't know. Got a feeling that a friend of mine could win on this. Do you have any money to blow up? Do you spend $400 in a Snorlax chair? Uh, <laughs> two of them, Ifits, two of oh, them. Oh, sorry. You spent $400 in two different Snorlax chairs. You told us that today. For those of you at home, uh, Snorlax, the, the, the famed Pokemon character. I don't know. I haven't played Pokemon since I was like eight. Uh, Snorlax, the big fat guy. They make beanbag chairs of, of Snorlax and, and Kai bought two of them for $400. Not, not I did, one, indeed. But two. It really pulls the room together. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I defend myself? Can I get yeah. into my thinking real quick? So, you know, they were on sale, first of all, down from like 240 <laughs> to like 190 And I was like, wow, right. that seems like Can't a pass that up. How yeah. old were you? Uh... This is a few years ago. It's definitely still in Sure. Isn't it like half your money? Let's see. This ad was 2022. So it was probably around that time. So not too long ago. He had to eat ramen for the rest of the month because he bought these plain turkey sandwiches. This is why he doesn't like anything is because he didn't have any money. So he was just (laughs) eating dry bread and turkey. It's the perfect age where you are old enough to spend $400 on something, but not old enough to realize that your future partner will make you throw out the Snorlax chairs. A hundred percent. That's the best part is I don't have them. They're both at my home in Texas. <laughs> He's trying to figure out how to get them to California. They're too, they're too big. Because how much do they cost to ship? I'm you need sure to rent a moving that. truck. It's another hundred dollars that I need to pour into these Snorlaxes. It's like, put, it's like putting in a new engine in like a... A, a 1985 car. Right. Like, it's a timeshare <laughs> on his chairs. It's freaking timeshares. Has your family been using them? I think so. Yeah, they get they get some use. But I wanted one for my house in Texas, like where my family lives, and then mm-hmm. I wanted one in California, where I where, where I'm at currently. And so how that big was are the these thought process. Who, how, how big are these They're things? Pretty massive. Oh wait, let's throw the picture. It's up a beanbag chair. Those things are massive. If you're on the Spotify app, you can go to right there and we'll put the image up so you can see these Snorlax chairs that Kai's talking about. Really comfortable, too, I will say. Quite I'm sure, I should hope so. Maybe not worth the price tag. <laughs> Have you ever considered like road tripping to Texas and back or no? I've done it. But again, it's not fitting in the car. Not if I have to like... <laughs> You move can't anything get else. it in the door of a car. Even if you, if you put like the seats in the back down, you can't get that thing in. <laughs> no, I could if it was just the like the only thing I was moving. 
just that. But I don't think I should go back to Texas just just to pick that up. Hopefully, I'll get it here one day. That's, should we crowd? Should we crowdfund to get Kai's Snorlax oh. to California? How much could we raise? Free free the Snorlaxes. Seriously, there's just two. And so Craig made a joke pre-pod. It's like, well, you sit in one and then just look at the other. And it's like, it's kind of how it is. Like I get home and it's just like, why are there two of them? Who made this decision? <laughs> do they talk to you? Like, how do you decide which one to sit in? Do you try and even it out? <laughs> yeah, I try to be fair. You know, if one I see is getting a little bit more use, I'm like, hey, second Snorlax. <laughs> we use you today. So uh, clearly we were talking about this before the show. Um, and I w- wanted to ask both of you guys, Craig and Danny, what is the dumbest? Sorry, this is unrelated. Not this is a totally different question. What's the dumbest thing you've ever bought? Right. This by no means suggests <laughs> oh, that wow. what Kai purchased was stupid. <laughs> unrelated. I just thought of it just now. Um, kind of a non sequitur. We're gonna ch- change lanes here. What's what's the stupidest thing you've ever bought? Uh, I is is it bad that I know exactly what that is? Is it bad that it took me two seconds? No, it's not bad. So if you know what a baseball game. When you get an ice cream and like sometimes instead of a cup, they'll put it in like a little helmet. Yeah. When I was a kid, I love DK's looking at me like, no, no, you Mariners fan. Are we talking about like $10 here? I'm talking about like something that costs like a <laughs> no, lot of money. I'm going somewhere. DK. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. The ice cream comes in like a little instead of a cup. It's like a, you know, a helmet, you know, totally like a plastic helmet. So as a kid, I had a few of these helmets. I love them. And then at like a, a very long time went by and I hadn't been to a Yankees game. So I go to this Yankees game and now I'm like a high school senior and I have been forever. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, I want one of these ice cream things. I want the helmet. And I psyched myself. It was the New Yankee Stadium where like a Bud Light was like $17. And I go and they're like, hey, we're out of ice cream. And I'm like, oh, well, can I just get the helmet? And they're like, no, we, we can't sell it to you unless there's ice cream in it. And I'm like, can I just have it? They're like, no. It's like, can I get a discount? No. So I paid full retail price with ice. I paid for ice cream and they just gave me the cup, the disposable garbage cup. I paid $14 for the helmet. So this ultimately was a yes, $10 purchase. <laughs> it was, but I ate for garbage. Hyphens, that was, that, that is, that is the worst interpretation of what DK was asking. DK was saying like, being like, oh, I spent a thousand dollars on a pair of shoes that I like. My friends still bring this up. Literally, I like I've had to, like for a decade. Like it's imagine if you two were with me in high school and I bought like I, I came back with a popcorn bucket with no popcorn in it. And I paid the full price. You can't this uh, whatever. Fine. What's your what's your thing, Craig? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I, well, I, I didn't realize oh fourteen dollar purchases were on the table. I probably have a million of those. I, but like I don't have any like oh yeah. One time I spent five hundred dollars on a pen. <laughs> fourteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you spent fourteen dollars on a toy, dude. That's fucking normal. I know, right? I spent I spent like fifty dollars on a meal at any given time, like once once a week. Two thousand nine. It was more money. Okay, let's do some emails. Okay, first, Fanduel and Rob Gronkowski are back with Kick of Destiny two. As Rob looks to redeem himself after missing last year, he will be kicking live right before kickoff, and fans will be able to pick whether Gronk will make or miss in the FanDuel Sportsbook app for their chance at a share of $10 million in bonus bets. So he missed the kick last year, and then now they have all the ads where they were going to have John Cena do the kick, and Gronk's like, I want to do it again. Can you, like, Gronk has to make this, right? Like, he literally, the entire premise is he missed it last year and he's embarrassed. Like, can you imagine him missing it again? I feel like he's practicing more this year, and he. I think he probably was a little overconfident last year, thought he could nail it, and now that he's missed mm. it, 
he's probably a little bit more dialed in. So yeah, I, I feel like he's going to make it. I think I think this is an easy make. Agreed. DK, were you paying attention to anything we just said? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a teacher like calling a te- you out. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a teacher. You Mr. guys are Kelly? talking about drunk. Clearly. Daniel Kelly, would you care to share your text message with the what? class? Nothing. My favorite is when the teachers are like, do you have enough goldfish for everyone to enjoy? <laughs> no. Okay, then put your snacks away. The, so I, I think he's going to make the kick. Yeah. Speaking of college, I had this um, sophomore year, I had this uh, marketing internship, and I, I didn't have anything on my desk because I was you know 19 years old, and I don't know. But I, I had one post-it, and I wrote down, my favorite Gronk quote ever. That was is one of my favorite quotes ever, which is Gronk was being, being interviewed by ESPN Deportes. And at one point, he, Gronk said, yo, soy fiesta. I am party. <laughs> yeah. I am party. <laughs> and I, I, I love that. He's kind, it's, it's kind of the original, uh, my job is beach. <laughs> it's just beach. It's like, oh, so you have fun. No, no, no. It's just, I'm party. I don't party. I am party. <laughs> All right. So head to the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Make your pick now. Watch the kick before kickoff live on Super Bowl Sunday. He's going to make it. It's so embarrassing for you. Oh, me. he's making it. Okay. Final thoughts on the Super Bowl. I'm going to take the Chiefs and the points. And <laughs> what? Change my mind. <laughs> change my mind. Because now no. if I'm wrong, I can blame you guys for changing my mind. That's fair. Well. It's always nice to have blame to place. But you should take the Niners. Make things interesting. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You know why? The second I, I actually the second Craig was like, okay, but if you were gonna die if you got this wrong, I was like, oh, I'm taking my host. Go with your heart. You gotta go with it. All right, let's do some emails. Emails. This is like emails. an incredible batch. This is an incredible batch of emails. Okay, so we were talking. DK was telling a story. A lot of talk on pissing. Dude, piss club is back. Mm. Like I, we were just talking about how borderline too much piss talk on this podcast. Too much. It's not borderline. borderline I'm not saying. I'm not saying we're we talk about pissing too much. I would never go that far, but. It's starting to feel like borderline. Much like Taylor Swift, we are flying a little too close to the sun <laughs> with the piss talk. Uh, okay. So, and again, we were talking, we asked for people for moments of like when you really, really have to go and you actually don't think you're going to make it. And then you should get close to the bathroom. It gets worse. But like, oh, not no. like as an adult, like and right. sober, not, and not like when drunk you're drunk or your kid, yeah. sober adulthood. I'm going to pee myself. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> emails from Chris. 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 My wife was in a college marching band. Okay. Flex. <laughs> Her college marching band performed at Donald Trump's inauguration in 2016. Okay. They told everyone in the band to pee before they left the hotel. One guy said he didn't need to go. Oh, it's always that guy. Sounds like Calvin. <laughs> Chris would like to take this moment to reiterate that this happened to someone that him and his wife know and not to Chris. So Chris continues. Don't put it in the newspaper that it was me. Uh, can I just say, I think I know where this is going, but I don't want to spoil it if I'm right. Yeah. So everyone gets on the bus, except the band director. Apparently band director gets stuck in an elevator. So everyone's on the bus for stuck way longer elevator. than they should have been. I know, right? What is going what? on? I know. It's a whole other anyway, story. hours later, whole marching band's in formation and the guy who did not need to use the bathroom suddenly now needs to use the bathroom. Mm. The grad student band leader dude who gets stuck in the elevator says, and I quote, tough shit, dude. Piss, your, piss yourself. Respect so the guy it. pissed himself. Yeah. And this guy pissed himself, had to march the entire parade route and the whole bus ride back to the hotel in his pissed pee pants like Billy Madison. <laughs> okay. So he marched, he, he performed and marched with, with pee pants? <laughs> yeah, this is pee pants. 
What what color were these pants? Was it like very obvious? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I thought you were going to say he peed in his like tuba. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you know what I would have done in that scenario? Move to another city. (laughs) Yeah. Witness protection for embarrassing moments. Um, I would have poured, like, I would have gotten a bottle of water and just mm-hmm. poured it all over my pants. Yeah. Yeah. Full wet pants. For sure. You got it. Yeah, that's to the move point. right there. Yeah. All right. Th- this email's from Will. William. William. Willie. It's my Bill. first day at a, yeah, Billy. It's my first day at a new job. Got to drive 45 miles to the job site. I'm feeling okay. good. Yeah. Feeling good. Got a pay bump, less responsibility than my last job, better schedule. I have driven 42 of the 45 miles to my first day of this new job. I'm almost there, ready to get started on a new journey in my life. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Sneeze. Achoo! What the fuck? Sneaky little shit. Oh, no. And for the and Will writes, for the first time in my adult life, I just oh, shit no. my pants. Oh, my God. That's bad. And Will's like, I was nervous. But I didn't have to go. It was I was good to go. I, I just the he fucking just sneeze. The sneeze just squeezed it out of me. Can I say God. as a quick aside, sneezing sucks. I fucking hate sneezes. It's bullshit that like a sneeze <laughs> can push out a turd. I fucking hate. You should ask Skippy because I think sort of the general idea is people like the sneezes. Someone someone once said that a sneeze is like the closest thing to an orgasm, and so people like. Talk about that all the time. I don't. I don't know if that's actually true. <laughs> people talk about that all the time. I've heard. I, I've heard I have heard it. that. Yeah, yeah. I've heard. Anyways, that too. I I get mad when I get sneeze. When I get sneezy, I like you should you should ask Skippy. I'm like I'm like motherfucker. Like I fucking hate sneezing. It makes me so mad. Like dude, like 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 <laughs> shitting because you sneeze was not part of the deal when we signed up for sneezing. <laughs> when we you know what I mean? Up. Right. <laughs> sneezing is the worst. Anyway, continue this. Actually, shitting your pants is worse. But yeah. <laughs> So Will writes, <laughs> Will, literally, Will writes like the uh, Happy Gilmore, like that fucking clown. He's like, that fucking sneeze just squeezed it out of me. Hate that clown. Hate that clown. Sneeze. He says, it wasn't much. It was just a little squirt, if you will. Mm, uh, but enough, I just though. sharted two minutes away from this new job. Ugh. Fuck. So Brutal. do I show up on time with shit all in my jeans or do I go to Walmart, clean up, buy some clothes, be late on the first day of my new job? The, the latter, 100%. You can't show up with shit in your pants. <laughs> So obviously he he pulls up late and explains he pulls yeah. up yells to his supervisor I have an allergy attack I have to go to Walmart and then he comes back late yeah um and he wraps a hoodie around his waist but dude Wait, he went to Walmart and didn't buy new pants and underwear no he did but he was late oh. he went there first and told them in person he'd be late and then left and came back oh he wrapped it, out of he his wrapped car. the thing around his waist to go buy the pants yeah oh okay okay okay. But he does end with sneezing's the worst. You can sneeze it out and cross your fingers, but don't hold your uh, don't hold it because the chances of shitting yourself. God, you try that's to hold so the sneeze. First day of the go, job. Pretty dude. savvy move from Will to to feign the allergic reaction. That's pretty good. Saved it. So I assume he didn't get in trouble or fired or anything. Do you guys think that you should keep a fresh pair of underwear in the car at all times? I do. I think, I think that's it makes probably sense. smart. You should. You should. I don't do it, but you should definitely have like a, an extra pair of underwear and pants at all times. Yeah, some emergency drawers. <laughs> I I will say I when I go to the like in past things when I go to like the Super Bowl or the Combine or like a big thing where I'm like having to be on camera or whatever, like I bring an extra shirt. I should probably bring an extra pants too. 
I'm always overpacking underwear. Like if I'm going on a trip yeah. for four nights, I'm packing seven to eight pairs of underwear. I, I do always pack a sixth <laughs> or seventh pair of underwear for the phantom time I shit myself. It's never happened. Yet. You never know, dude. You just never know. <laughs> One day. That is, that is the meme on, uh, I've seen that on like Instagram before where people are talking about like packing. It's like, I'm packing eight pairs of underwear in case I shit myself four times. <laughs> Like I've I've never shit myself before, but just in case I shit myself four times, I'll have enough. Look, you can never be too careful. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. We got it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, everyone, for being vulnerable with us. And mm. email us during your fantasy football gmail.com. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, DJ Khaled. DJ wow. Khaled. But is that just because I don't know. We talked about him the other day. <laughs> Did he shit himself? For saying something? Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. Did he? That that feels like a DJ Khaled thing to do. He got lost on a jet ski. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was funny. He's a real character. He's a real knucklehead online, that DJ Khaled. <laughs> there, was a, there was a real moment when, like, everybody was watching his Snapchat stories. He had, like, a yeah. six-month span where he was, like, he would, like, talk about what he was eating for breakfast, and then he'd be on the elliptical, and then he would jet ski. It was, like, a whole thing. I know exactly. All right, dude, he wrote a book. I tried to pitch reviewing the book to the ringer like an idiot. And they were like, like we're before good. I worked here, I was like, hey. Did they get, did they write you back? No, I don't. I think if they had, they wouldn't have fired <laughs> they me. They left you on red. Yeah. Did you read the book? No. That was almost as good as your $14 helmet story. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.